Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe on all your platforms. Social media at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. You can consume the podcast uh, from the auditory perspective. Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Of course, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and HarpOnSports.com. What's in store for you on this edition of The Bar? A minority misfire in the NFL. We have a solution. It's a little drastic, but it will work. Going to share that with you. Kyler Murray upset. You don't unfollow your boss. You don't unfollow your organization. You don't scrub your social media. Kids under kids, adults under the age of 30 don't do this without trying to prove a point. It's today's version of the silent treatment. Is he available? Is he one out of Arizona? Got some teams that should be knocking on that door. Also, I. Baseball, a steroid ceasefire. We find out that baseball is no longer testing for steroids. Why that's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. And Olympic outage. Are we done with the Olympics in America? I think we're done with the Winter Olympics in America. I really do. I really do. And I don't know if you're going to get it back. We'll look at that as well. Let's start off first with the minority misfire. And, you know, Lovey Smith is now with the Texans. And, you know... The attorneys for Brian Flores have come out and said, well, the reason he got hired is because of their lawsuit. Maybe, maybe. I do know that Lovey Smith has been to a Super Bowl. I also know that was 15 years ago. It didn't work out for him at Illinois, but you know, there's some guys that doesn't work out collegiately, but it works out professionally and vice versa. See you next. You know this though, that to fire a head coach that you currently have for an assistant on that staff doesn't make any sense. And the, what the Texans did is they cleaned house, or at least they cleaned house. They 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 decided to move on because they thought they're going to be able to lure somebody in, and they couldn't do it. The coaching search kind of fell apart on them. Did they want to hire Josh McCown? Maybe, but with nobody else interested in him, they didn't want to look bad. But Lovey Smith's their guy. Okay, you circle back around to Brian Flores. You circle back around to Byron Leftwich. You circle back around to Eric Bieniemy. You can just start checking guys off. Raheem Morris is yet to get a second chance. Guys that we thought would get their first head coaching job. There's a way to do this if you're the NFL and you need to incentivize it like you do the rest of the league for moves. This is what I would do. You really want to fix it? Rather than, we need more minority ownership. Okay, that's good. We need need more minority assistance. I agree. It's not reflective. So how do you do it? Do you sit there and continue to wag your finger or do you actually do something about it? That's what I would do. Uh, you hire a minority head football coach, you get a compensatory first round pick. Non-tradable. Seth, baseball has all sorts of compensatory first round picks. You can do this. You can. Well, what if a team wants just to fire a coach to pick up a compensatory first round pick? No one's going to do that. And if they do, that franchise is going to continue to suck. And so what? You want to rebuild your franchise? You want to give an African-American a legitimate shot? You hire an African-American head coach. You get a compensatory first-round pick. And subsequently after that, 
every year that team does not make the playoffs, you will allow that team to continue to build by offering a compensatory fourth round pick. So I'll just give this as an example. Let's say the Texans were this year to have hired Eric Bieniemy. The Texans would have had their first round pick. They'd have got a compensatory pick at the end of the first round, not tradable, and their pick in the second round. Well, that's a lot. Yep. You encourage the worst teams in the league to hire minority candidates. Chance to rebuild the organizations. Just tack down at the end of the first round. 33rd pick. Check. Not tradable. Can't trade it. Can't move it. Can't sell it. You have to pick it. And then let's say the Texans this year go 7-10. and 10. Okay. Coming up. Compensatory fourth round pick next year. As long as Eric Bainham is still the head coach. And they don't make the playoffs. Now, the minute they make the playoffs, that's it. That's it. But that, you know, and what if they make the playoffs and then don't make them? And then, no, no, no. The minute they make the playoffs, this is done. This is to help build the franchise. This is help to encourage the minority hiring. You can't let this happen in perpetuity, but you can do it out of the gate. Of course you can. Very simple again. But I would do if I were the NFL to encourage minority candidates and minority hirings as head coach. You hire a minority head football coach, you get a first-round draft pick, compensatory, untradeable. Can't trade it. Every year you don't make the playoffs with said head coach, you get a compensatory fourth-round pick. That's what I would do. Watt's not going to solve it. No, but it's better than force-feeding the Rooney rule to somebody. What you're doing now is not working. You're being sued. And you have what? Three minority head coaches in the NFL? You want to fix it or not? Well, there's other ways. I haven't heard a better way yet other than we're going to teach people the value of that's not working. You have to incentivize people. That's how you get things done. That's how you win elections with votes. You incentivize people. Hey, if you do this, you're going to get this. It'll work. It'll work. It's a start. It beats what you're doing now. So, again... Minority candidate, compensatory first-round pick. Um, If you hire, and if you don't make the playoffs, subsequently every year, another compensatory fourth-round pick. So there you go. Give you a chance to build. Extra draft picks. Those compensatory picks are not tradable. Uh, Speaking of the NFL, Kyler Murray, apparently unhappy in Arizona. He's completed his third, third full year. They don't have to offer him a new deal yet. They really don't have to offer him a new deal until the end of this upcoming season. Actually, they don't even need to do it then because he's got one more year on his rookie deal. They've got his fifth-year option. They have time. For whatever reason, he's upset with Arizona. No idea why. And for the purpose of this, it doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter why he's upset with them. Now, is it petty to unfollow your organization and you know, remove and scrub them from all your social media accounts? Yes, it is. I don't know what's going on in the inner workings here. I don't. It seemed like they were down the right path, right? He was injured. He missed five or six weeks during the year. He looked to be a candidate for MVP about halfway through the year. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He gets hurt, so it kind of fell apart on him late in the year. But there are certain organizations around the NFL that should, I mean, 
the Chicago Bears should be picking up the phone and offering Justin Fields and multiple first-round draft picks for Kyler Murray. A team like Washington should be picking up the phone and offering multiple first-round picks. Was it Chase Young? For Kyler Murray? I mean, I wrote down a bunch of teams. Detroit? The Lions? Should be picking up if the Lions have the first overall pick and then probably the last pick in the first round. The Lions should pick up the phone right now and what they the Lions will have three of the top 34 picks. If I were the Lions, I'd pick up the phone and say, Hey, we got the first or I got the second overall pick. We've got the last pick in the first round. So second, 32, and 34, they're yours for Kyler Murray. Would you do that if you're Arizona? Would you take the second overall pick, the last pick of the first round, and the Second pick in the second for Kyler Murray. I, I'd offer it to him. You got to kick. You got to test drive this, and you got to make it public that you're test driving this. You don't make the offer public, but you leak it that the Lions are interested in Kyler Murray. If he's upset with Arizona, and it sounds like he's upset with Arizona, okay. And you start driving a wedge between he and Arizona, like we want you here. We're going to give up a second overall pick, the 32nd overall pick, our 34th overall pick. We'll give those three up. You send Kyler Murray our way, and we will what? We'll give you a long-term extension now. Imagine Kyler Murray in Detroit. And then you can go out and sign somebody like Allen Robinson, and you can begin that quest. Now, is he interested? Is he going to stay there? I, I don't know. I don't know if, he, if he's just upset about something. If they're just screwing around. Who knows? I do know this, though. He's upset about something. He's upset about something. So I'd kick the tires on that Kyler Murray story. I really, really would. Uh, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit from the National Football League. Uh, I saw Major League Baseball is stopping or has ceased steroid testing. And this is the part where I don't get worked up. Why? Because there's a lockout. And the two sides are negotiating. And everything is used in a negotiation. Everything is leveraged. How many times are you going to steroid test? We're going to test six times. No, we only want to test five times a year. No, we want to test seven. We want to test three. Everything is leveraged. Well, they're going to get on steroids and then get off steroids before the season starts. Okay. You want to juice up now? You want to run that risk? Go for it. They're not going to not test. There's no way they're not going to test. They're going to test. It's just a question of when. And if you're a baseball player and you want to go roid up right now, they'll go. They'll get steroided up and then they'll then they'll cycle off of it. Okay, so by what May? That'll be over with. Certain times in the NFL, they test based on the time of year, right? In the off season, that allows players to cycle through if they want to do it. This is not in perpetuity. You're in the middle of a lockout. I chalk this up as not a big deal. So it's the off season and baseball doesn't have a labor negotiation done or they continue this negotiation in the two sides. This is just kind of lapsed. It's over. You think for one second, you're going to get into the year. Players are going to like, we don't want to be tested for steroids and the owners are going to go. Okay. Never going to happen. But the players look at this as like, okay, we'll submit to your testing. However, we want an extra, you know, year of eligibility 
when it comes to our minor league contracts so we can get out of them quicker and get to the bigs. Small things like that. We want one few, we want one less year of being arbitration eligible. We want to be able to hit free agency sooner. We'll give you your six steroid test year, but we want to be able to hit arbitration a year sooner. That's how this stuff works. I, so a couple guys want to, you know, inject themselves in February, and all that has to happen is they reach an agreement, and this is what you do. If you're the owners, you go, sure, we'll give that to you, but we're testing the first day of spring training. There's a way to do this. There just is. Not One of those things is not going to bother me that much. It's not. It's like, oh, my God, can you believe that they're not testing in baseball for steroids anymore? Well, yeah, if you're locked out. Okay. Well, what's the alternative? You want, you want to be testing right now? It's still one of the biggest hypocrisies in that sport. Everybody's furious about steroids. Now it's ruined the game. But everybody loved McGuire, so she could keep your eyes off of it. Couldn't keep your eyes off of it. But now shaking your fist at clouds. So this is one of these things that if you're going to get worked up about something, there's plenty to get worked up about in baseball. Uh, Universal DH, um, you know, the length of the season, uh, postseason realignment, all of those things. Roster expansion, length of games, time of games, all those things are fair. But the fact that they're not testing for steroids in the offseason while going through a labor negotiation, it's just for leverage. Exactly what it is, it's for leverage. It's like when everybody was upset that the NFL, you know, the players didn't want marijuana testing anymore. The owners really didn't want to do it either because they want to keep you around. They don't want you suspended. But neither side was going to give anything there. Why? Because it was part of a negotiation. You don't, you never agree to something without getting something in return. A concession, right? I'll do this. We'll do this. If anybody's ever been through a divorce or you're trying to split something up in an inheritance and it's not laid out, I'll do this. I'll take this. Let's. You, do you want that? Okay, I'll take this. That's how that stuff works. That's how that stuff works. So leverage, leverage, leverage. One to wrap with the Olympics because to me, the Olympics are something here in the United States. You know, I don't want to say they're dying, but. American interest in the Olympics, to me, has dropped off. I can't think of anything in my lifetime that the interest level has dropped off more than the Olympics. I can't. And football is, you know, football is like the sun. It's growing. And it keeps growing. And it displaces other things. You know, what is it, like 3 billion years? The sun and our solar system is going to get big enough that it's going to envelop Mercury and just blow it up and melt it, disappear. It's going to absorb it and that's going to absorb venus it's just going to get bigger that's what's happening all these smaller planets other sports are being eaten as it grows it just football off season is more interesting than what's going on in the olympics i remember just names i could i could rattle them off the top of my head when i was a kid tommy moe winning a gold in the men's downhill dan jansen speed skater brian boitano remember those names like you know, going out of style. Is it Debbie Thomas, female figure skater? I, I just, I just could remember. I mean, it's amazing. And you know, go, the Miracle on Ice was way before my time, but I, my first real, real, real memories of the Olympics, as in, oh my God, okay, I know exactly what's going on, is in 88. Those are the ones I remember because I'm ripping off people that won gold medals and silver medals and things during those games in 88. And then 92 and 94, I, I can remember. You know, even in the 2000s, Apollo Anton Ono, you start to remember those things. 
You remember those names? The controversy with the French judge and the Russian judge during the pairs figure skating. And, you know, the Winter Olympics never as exciting as the Summer Olympics, but Team USA was something. It mattered. You have people openly rooting against American athletes now. And, you know, the Summer Olympics kind of warned us that people kind of turned. Everybody loves saying they love America. You ever know so many people say they love America but don't love Americans? What's wrong with America? Everybody loves the ideals that they perceive to be American, but they don't actually love the people that make it up, that put it together. I want to see Team USA win. I remember way when I was in my early 20s, those very the Salt Lake City Olympics, which were 20 years ago. I know, right? Um, I remember I just started hosting talk shows. And I remember one of the discussions we got on the air is, is it okay to cheer for somebody from another country? Does that make you less than an American? If you're watching a sport, an Olympic sport, and you're cheering for somebody from another country, does that mean you're less of an American if you want to see somebody else succeed? There's another feel-good story from a different country. Is it okay to cheer for that person? Saying, okay, we've won enough. And I remember the backlash I got. You have to root for America no matter what. It's our country no matter what. Again, people say they love America. It's not a big fan of Americans. Then this is one of these things that the interest levels waned. And yeah, football's bleeding into February now, where it did mid February now, where it never bleeded in before. Healthy, unhealthy, you know, college basketball's popularity is what it was. It's maybe a little bit off from where it was 25, 30 years ago. But still, the Olympics just it's dying. We weren't big fans of bobsled and things like that before, but at least we watched and consumed it. And that's the other thing, too. What's changed? The biggest thing that's changed is 1,000 TV channels. Back when you had 30, all oh, the Olympics are on. It was special. It was unique. That's another thing, too. There's nothing special and unique anymore. They're every four years. I remember as a kid wishing the Olympics were every two years because I thought they were awesome. People don't love it anymore. Just don't. And it's like, what happened to the Olympics? What happened to the Olympics is the same thing that happened with your favorite toy when you were a kid. Just, just one day you're like, I, I don't love this anymore. I know. It's a Velveteen Rabbit. The Olympics are the Velveteen Rabbit. Remember that book? So there you go. I know. Very uplifting stuff, right? Harpon Sports, the bar, uh, podcast, radio, audio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe on all of our platforms at Harpon Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page. Check out Harp on Sports Live. Also, The Bar, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. And harponsports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.